హలో లిజనర్స్ వెల్కమ్ టు ఇతిహాస ఇండిక్ హిస్టరీ పాడ్కాస్ట్ అండ్ యూర్ లిజనింగ్ టు ఎపిసోడ్ థర్టీ ఆఫ్ ద సీజన్ విజయనగర ఇన్ ద లాస్ట్ ఎపిసోడ్ విల్ లుక్ ద లెగసీ ఆఫ్ విజయనగర వెన్ ఇట్ కేమ్ టు టెంపుల్స్ అండ్ స్కల్చర్స్ అండ్ వీ ఆల్సో లుక్ ఎట్ ద ఎవల్యూషన్ ఆఫ్ ఆర్ట్ అండ్ కల్చర్ యాజ్ అ రిజల్ట్ ఆఫ్ పొలిటికల్ డెవలప్మెంట్స్ దట్ టుక్ ప్లేస్ ఇన్ ద ఎంపైర్ డ్యూరింగ్ ద సిక్స్టీన్త్ అండ్ సెవెంటీన్ సెంచురీస్ we saw how the life sized royal images that became prevalent especially during the decline of vijayanagara and peaked by the time of post vijayanagara nayaka era were used as a means of projecting an aura of authority in an unstable and politically volatile era they were a visual embodiment of the god king relationship that had evolved in those times In this episode we will look at a very interesting and powerful motif that was widely used by Vijayanagara royalty especially the emperor Achyutadevaraya who was a successor of Sri Krishna Devaraya and this powerful motif was also embraced by Achyutadevaraya's successors and later rulers of the Nayaka period The motif in question is known as Gandabherunda Bherunda means terrific and frightful a species of bird in sanskrit while ganda is understood to imply a hero or warrior there are two main representations of this motif one sporting a human body with two bird heads and the other one being a bird with two heads in vijayanagara period this terrifying creature was shown in both styles especially clutching four elephants in each of its sharp talons The four elephants represent the enemy states surrounding Vijayanagara with whom there were constant conflicts those states were Golconda Bijapur Bidar Ahmednagar and Berar the symbolism represented in this motif shows the might of the sole standing Vijayanagara emperor the mighty bird represents Vijayanagara kingdom that holds its powerful elephant like strong enemies within its clutches and has the ability to swing and fling them around and to destroy them in any conflict if you look at the episode cover art it depicts a simple form of gandabherunda do check out the show notes without fail for related images by now many listeners hailing from karnataka would have recognized this motif gandabherunda is the official emblem of the karnataka state government It was also the royal emblem of the erstwhile kingdom of Mysore. While this motif took an important place in the Vijayanagara court, it was certainly not a creation of Vijayanagara. The motif as such is an incarnation of Lord Narasimha, who is the man-lion avatar assumed by Lord Vishnu. After Narasimha had slain the demon Hiranyakashyap, he clung on to his dreadful form. Seeing this Lord Shiva incarnated himself as Veerabhadra Rudra and Kalabhairava but this was not enough to defeat Narasimha then Shiva transformed himself into Sharabha which is part lion and part bird beast this enrages Narasimha the lion who transformed himself into Gandabherunda now with two heads a fearful row of teeth black complexion and wide blazing wings 
So Ghandabirunda fights Sharaba for 18 days and is finally killed. This two-headed mythological bird is thought to have possessed immense magical strength, believed to be capable of fighting the forces of destruction. The bird is generally depicted as clutching elephants in its talons and beaks, demonstrating its immense strength. In some cases it is shown holding a snake in its beak. While most depictions show a symmetrical image similar to the double-headed eagle, some images show it with long tail feathers resembling a peacock. The motif is also widely found in Indian textiles, seen in the sarees on the body and pallu of especially the Kanchipuram sarees. It is interesting to note that historically such a motif of this mystical bird is also found on a mural that dates back to 3600 BC in Persepolis of the Hakkan civilization now in Iran another is found in an inscription at Bogaskhoy now in Turkey dating back to 1500 BC a twin-headed bird clutching two hairs in its talons is found in Hittite temple in Turkey dating back to 14th century BC Later a similar bird is said to have been an emblem of the mighty Greek and Roman empires. At one point all Christian kingdoms in Europe formed a union and adopted the symbol of a two-headed eagle for their fight against Islamic invaders. The legacy and history of Gandabirunda goes long way back to the times of Kadambas, Chalukyas and Hoysalas. even before the advent of Vijayanagara empire which then later adopted the motif into its pantheon of royal emblems the first reported usage of this motif during vijayanagara period was around 1510 ce in the royal mint in the 11th century a chalukyan king had adopted the title gandabirunda as a title and the following dynasties like the chola hoysala the emperors of vijayanagara and the nayakas continued to use the motif and its name as a title or crest or as a praise name the reason for this choice lies within the concept of the gandabirunda as a symbol of ultimate strength and virtue in hoysala times the powerful concept of gandabirunda was visually expressed by condensed narrative depiction of a line of animals superimposed one upon the other and then this line is stopped by the victorious two-headed gandabirunda the scene appears on two hoysala monuments the chanakeshava temple in belur and bucheshwara temple in korvangla in hasan district in karnataka the first known visual appearance of a gandabirunda motif in south india is recorded to have occurred under chalukyan rule in the shape of an anthropomorphic representation anthropomorphic means it's the head of an animal and body of a human being so there was this representation of it where the two bird heads are devouring human beings in 1047 ce the governor of banavasi named chamundaraya had placed a column with this image on top in front of the jagadeka malleshwara temple in the village of belgami also called balligave 
ಇನ್ ಶಿಕರ್ಪುರ್ ತಾಲ್ಲೂಕ್ ಶಿಮೋಗ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿಕ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಕರ್ನಾಟಕ ಅನ್ಫಾರ್ಚುನೇಟ್ಲಿ ಡ್ಯೂ ಟು ಸಿವಿಯರ್ ಡ್ಯಾಮೇಜ್ ಟು ದಿಸ್ ಮಾನ್ಯುಮೆಂಟ್ ಸಮಟೈಮ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಪಾಸ್ಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಒರಿಜಿನಲ್ ಮಾನ್ಯುಮೆಂಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ರೀಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಬೈ ರೆಪ್ಲಿಕಾ ಇನ್ ನೈನ್ಟೀನ್ ಥರ್ಟಿ ಸೆವೆನ್ ದಿ ಡೊನೇಷನ್ ಫಾರ್ ದಿ ಕನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಒರಿಜಿನಲ್ ಮಾನ್ಯುಮೆಂಟ್ ಇಸ್ ರೆಕಾರ್ಡೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ಎನ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಷನ್ ಫೌಂಡ್ ಕ್ಲೋಸ್ ಟು ದ ಸೈಟ್ ದ ಡೋನರ್ ಹೂ ವಾಸ್ ಅ ವ್ಯಾಸಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಚಾಳುಕ್ಯನ್ ರೂಲರ್ ಸೋಮೇಶ್ವರ ದ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಕ್ಯಾರೆಕ್ಟರೈಸ್ಡ್ ಅಮಾಂಗ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಅದರ್ಸ್ ಬೈ ದ ಟೈಟಲ್ ಆರ್ ಪ್ರೇಸ್ ನೇಮ್ ಆಫ್ ಗಂಡಭೇರುಂಡ ಅಂಡರ್ ದ ಹೊಯ್ಸಲಸ್ ದ ಗಂಡಭೇರುಂಡ ಕಂಟಿನ್ಯೂಡ್ ಟು ಬಿ ರೆಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟೆಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಅನ್ ಹಾಫ್ ಆನಿಮಲ್ ಹಾಫ್ ಹ್ಯೂಮನ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ದ ಬರ್ಡ್ ಹೆಡ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಸ್ಲಿಮ್ ದ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ ಲಾಂಗ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದರ್ ಆರ್ ನೋ ಎಲಿಫೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಟೆಡ್ ವಿತ್ ಇಟ್ ದಿ ಇಮೇಜಸ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿ ಫೌಂಡ್ ಆನ್ ಮೆಮೋರಿಯಲ್ ಸ್ಟೋನ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಮಾಂಡ್ಯಾ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿಕ್ಟ್ ಕರ್ನಾಟಕ ಅಂಡ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಕಾಲಮ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಅರುಣಾಚಲೇಶ್ವರ ಟೆಂಪಲ್ ಇನ್ ತಿರುವಣ್ಣಾಮಲೆ ಇನ್ ಮಾಂಡ್ಯಾ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿಕ್ಟ್ ಕರ್ನಾಟಕ ದ ಗಂಡಬೇರುಂಡ ಅಪಿಯರ್ಸ್ ಆನ್ ಮೆಮೋರಿಯಲ್ ಸ್ಟೋನ್ಸ್ ಟುಗೆದರ್ ವಿತ್ ಎ ಟೈಗರ್ ಸನ್ ಮೂನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಅ ಫ್ಯೂ ಅದರ್ ಎಲಿಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ದ ಸ್ಟೋನ್ಸ್ ವಿತ್ ದರ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಕನೆಕ್ಟೆಡ್ ವಿತ್ ವೀರಭಳ್ಳಾಲಾ ದ ಟೂ ದಿಸ್ ಭಳ್ಳಾಲಾ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಕನ್ಫ್ಯೂಸ್ಡ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ವೀರಭಳ್ಳಾಲಾ ದ ಥರ್ಡ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಫೌಂಡೇಶನ್ ಸೀರೀಸ್ ದ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಇಸ್ ಇಂಟ್ರೊಡ್ಯೂಸ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಇನ್ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಷನ್ ವಿತ್ ಇಸ್ ಯೂಶುವಲ್ ಟೈಟಲ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪ್ರೇಸ್ ನೇಮ್ಸ್ ಎಮಾಂಗ್ಸ್ ದೆಮ್ ಇಸ್ ಗಂಡಬೇರುಂಡ at the arunachaleshwara temple in tiruvannamalai the gandabeerunda is found on two columns of the nandi pavilion one on pilaster and seven times on the cornice of the ballala gopura alternating with lions these parts of the temple complex are associated with veerabhallala the third who is from the foundation series some boundary frames around tiruvannamalai also feature the gandabeerunda together with a tiger triangle and a trident the triangle represents the holy mountain of tiruvannamalai which held a special position as a holy place even under the patronage of the hoysala dynasty similar images of gandabeerunda can be found inside the entrance walls of the gopura on eastern chittirai street in srirangam above them the title Kaliyoga Raman is incised and in one instance the Pandya emblem of two fishes a scepter with a curved top is visible as per archaeologists this depiction is associated with the Pandya king Jatavarman Veera Pandya who ascended the throne in 1253 CE and used the title Kaliyoga Raman in this case the motif Gandabeerunda is clearly connected to a specific person symbolizing his strength and virtue and offering protection to the entrance of the sacred compound if one draws conclusions based on such a few examples it seems that the use of this motif gandabeerunda in hoysala and pandya times is closely linked with a sovereign king denoting him as a virtuous powerful and protective individual coming to the vijayanagara sites that display this motif the tamil nadu government museum houses a relief originally from kaveri pakam showing an anthropomorphic gandabeerunda with wings groping an elephant next to the official vijayanagara emblem of a sword and a boar 
considering the stylistic similarity of the gandabeerunda with the hoysala images in combination with the sword and varaha or the boar emblem this relief is tentatively dated to the late 14th or early 15th century in the 15th century the sangama ruler devaraya 2 vijayanagara used the title gajavugha gandabeerunda which means a gandabeerunda amongst a crowd of elephants on some of his coins and this is the first explicit connection of gandabeerunda with elephants more depictions of this mystical bird can also be found on the 15th century prakara wall of mallikarjuna temple in sri salem there are three depictions of the anthropomorphic gandabeerunda on the southern side the construction of the prakara wall is thought to be of the sangama period however some scholars link it with krishna devaraya in the first half of the 16th century in two of the gandabeerunda reliefs found here the double headed eagle is gripping elephants another one carries lion like animals in its beaks and hands the beaks are those of parrots under achyutaraya the successor of shri krishna devaraya both versions of gandabeerunda which is the zoomorphic and anthropomorphic were in use by zoomorphic i mean they're in pure animal forms and anthropomorphic is half animal and half human form achyutaraya seems to have been especially connected to this motif of the mighty bird it was during his reign most of the known vijayanagara representations of gandabeerunda were created they were most frequently used as emblems on the coins also as a necklace ornament of the huge nandi and lepakshi on the column of temples like bhimeshwara temple in kaivara tirumalla nada temple at alambagiri markandeya temple at vokkaleri tiruvengal nada temple at hampi on ceilings of the kalyana mandapa of vithala complex at hampi and next to the entrance gates of the nageshwara temple at kamalapuram most of the times the gandabeerunda images were either shown from side or they were displayed in a heraldic design a heraldic design is a form of art that dealt with the use display and regulation of hereditary symbols employed to distinguish individuals armies institutions and corporations and the usage of this heraldic design in vijayanagara art and culture might have resulted from contact with the portuguese in the early 16th century interestingly the portuguese were connected by marriage with the habsburg dynasty in europe and which used a similar double-headed eagle as an emblem it's also worth mentioning that the anthropomorphic image of gandabeerunda for some reason was not in use in the western part of the vijayanagara empire in that it was abandoned after the reign of achyutaraya then there is also a strange variant of the gandabeerunda image found in tadipatri andhra pradesh it consists of a bird with two horse heads the horse heads seem to devour small elephants and the elephants also appear under the feet of the bird this depiction can be seen in the decorative elements framing the entrance of the unfinished gopura of the bugga ramalingeshwara temple complex that was constructed during the tuluva period further to the south the nayakas of the 16th century 
vassals of the Vijayanagara kings also used the Gandabherunda as an emblem, preferring the zoomorphic version, especially in the heraldic design. Examples are to be found at the entrance gate of the fortress of Chitradurga, on the ceiling and on the outer wall of the Veerabhadra temple in Keladi, and also in the Pattavirama temple in Jinji. The Nayaks of Mysore and their descendants kept the Gandabherunda as title, an emblem till the 20th century. On the ceiling of the Veerabhadra temple in Keladi, a zoomorphic Gandabherunda is displayed in a heraldic manner. It is the emblem of the Keladi Nayakas. The Gandabherunda here carries a lion-like animal, entangled with elephants in its beaks and claws, and hence representing the ultimate triumph of the Gandabherunda over the combined animal forces. A similar version of the Gandabherunda can be encountered on some antique textiles, sharing a common color scheme, the same manufacturing technique and a limited range of patterns. Iconographical and stylistic features point to South India as a place for manufacture. These antique textiles had survived for centuries as treasured heirlooms of some noble families on the islands of Timor and Sulawesi in Indonesia. They seem to have reached there as part of the intensive textile trade between South India and Indonesia. The carbon-14 analysis on four of these textiles have produced possible dates of manufacture between the 15th and 16th centuries or early 17th century, which would place them under Vijayanagara or post-Vijayanagara Nayaka era. The textiles are very long, measuring more than 4.5 meters. There are two design panels on each textile, which are complementary to each other. If joined together, this would produce an almost quadrangular canopy. There are images of Gandabherunda and elephants associated with it. The bird is depicted with bulging eyes and ferocious teeth, gnawing away at the tiny elephants with their bejeweled harnesses. Since this outstanding depiction of the motif was unknown in Indonesia, it may be assumed that the textiles were produced for local use in India, as ceiling canopies or backdrops either in a temple or in a palace. If one considers the number of Gandabherunda representations, it is striking to note that this image does not occur very often, even taking into account that only a small part of the examples have survived, and others might have been either overlooked or damaged. But considering that other animal-bird motifs, for instance a lion or the hamsa, are found on almost each and every temple in South India, the Gandabherunda is indeed a rather a rare ornament on monuments. And with this, we shall end this episode, and I sincerely hope the listeners enjoyed this short episode on the important motif of Gandabherunda and its importance in not just Vijayanagara but also the rest of South India. If you did like this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a rating and a review wherever it is that you're listening. A huge thank you for taking the time to listen to the show. I hope to see you soon in the next episode. Till then, this is Narendra Vikram, your host and narrator signing off. Hope you have a great week ahead.